Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's 2023, which always, it's like an odd number, and 23, 22, 24, that's a nice number, lots of of factors of 24, so somehow 2023, but Happy New Year nonetheless. Anyway, welcome to our friends, special welcome to Igor and his wife, Igor and his wife, bless you, lovely to see you. So... We met at a big Ukrainian party here uh, yesterday evening, and uh, it's lovely to welcome you and many others. Anyway, over Christmas, did you have like an advent calendar? Um, I, I remember those things from years back. You know, you used to have pictures. You would open a little cardboard. Uh, 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 it wasn't very big, and it was you'd open, and there'd be three kings or a star. There'd be a, you know the shepherds. Nowadays, when you open them, it's like got a a little chocolate or some whiskey. or There's all these sorts of things. Back in the day, there were little pictures of the Bible story. At the start of this year, I want to open for you an Advent calendar window. And I'm going to read from Revelation chapter 1. And I want us to see, as we open the window, the authority of Christ the authority of Christ. Lord, as I read this, as we unpack your word, would you reveal to us his wonderful name? Why don't you put your hand on your heart? Lord, would you enlarge my vision of you? Lord, would you give me, give us the spirit of revelation? Come and reveal him to us. So this is John writing in Revelation 1. I turned around and I to see the voice that was speaking to me. And when I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And among the lampstands was someone like a son of man, like us. He was dressed in a robe reaching down to his feet, and he had a golden sash around his chest. The hair on his head was white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were blazing fire. His feet, well, they were like bronze glowing in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of rushing waters. In his right hand he held seven stars. Coming out of his mouth was a sharp, double-edged sword. And his face was shining like the sun in all its brilliance. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. And he placed his right hand on me. And he said, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. Brothers and sisters, let's hold that picture, however your imagination has painted from Scripture. Hold it. Christ, white, sash, fire, blazing sun. I want you to hold that picture as we go through this morning. Because we're now going to look, we're going to jump back into the Old Testament 
with that vision of Christ. And I want us to see what is the result of God's authority. What happens as we, are, as we come under and we see that authority? We're going to look at a, a guy called Gideon. So it's in Judges 6 and 7. And we're going to see what is the result of this authority of God in a life and in an army. So Gideon, one man, Judges 6 and 7. He's a would-be farmer. He's part of the Israelite family of God. And they've been invaded by the Midianites. Pagan army have swept through thousands of them and have decimated what was God's land, God's people. Gideon, this farmer, he's hiding in like a, a wine press. He's hiding indoors and he's beating the, the wheat to get the grain out. God's army are under retreat. Gideon is weak. He's hiding. And the angel comes to him. An angel comes to him from God, the robed one. The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak that belonged to Joash where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, the angel said, The Lord is with you. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Gideon says, uh, Pardon me? <laughs> what? What? Uh, and unpack some excuse and some pain, like the Lord's abandoned us. The Lord turned to him, verse 14, and says, Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? Uh, pardon me, <laughs> says Gideon. Uh, how can I save Israel? My clan's the weakest, and I'm the least. Verse 16. The Lord answered, I will be with you. I'll be with you and you will strike down the Midianites, leaving none alive. What an encounter. What's going on? There's this, like this conversation with Gideon who's mindful of all his weakness from the Lord who's speaking, the robed one. Hold that picture still. There's hope for Gideon. There's hope for Gideon. The passage takes us through this little journey. And because there's hope for Gideon in his weakness, there's hope for you and I today. There's hope. There's hope for you and I in our weakness today because the battle belongs to the Lord. And who was the one commissioning Gideon? So as we talk about authority and victory this morning, friends, I want you to take out of your mind anything that is about being macho and victory is about finally sorting my junk. Victory is about getting it together. It's not. Victory in God is knowing that he is king and he reigns and he rules. It's not about having the right background. It's not about, okay, I've got to work through all my weaknesses. Because friends, we're always going to have those. It's about living our life with the image and the truth of God who reigns in his robe and his sash and his fire. And the one who says, I'm with you. You know, authority comes to Gideon. We read what happens. Authority came not because he got rid of his weakness. He had a whole list. God, no, but pardon me, but look at this. The authority came when he acknowledged his weakness. And said, okay, God, you do it. 
And that's true for us this morning. If there's one thing I want before God for you to get a hold of is authority comes to us, not by us getting rid of our weakness, but by us concentrated on the one who, has, who rules and reigns and has conquered everything. And we can ease back and say, okay, you do it, Lord, because I'm always going to be weak. I need saving every day of my life, don't we? Our authority comes when we stop thinking of that and we say, okay, Lord, you do it. You do it. You reign. And it's the authority and victory that comes to Gideon. He gathers an army. So much grace comes on him. This timid guy who's hiding in a cave gathers thousands, thirty to 40,000 men from across Israel gathered to him. We can read it at the end of uh, uh, Judges 6. And God says, hmm... So much grace. God has been abundantly gracious to Gideon and he's summoned all these. God is always overly, overly abundant and generous. And God says, that's too many. We need to get this down nearer to 300. And so reading through Judges 6, initially thousands, they're thinned down. Now Gideon has got 300 men around him. And overnight, these 300 men gather and surround the army. Now, if you imagine an army of thousands, you've got 300 men. There's quite a gap between each man as they go around. It's not like they can see each other and you know, wave to the other one over the other side. They're spread out and it's dark. See, God in his authority and Gideon trusting the rule of God has been given a strategy. And this is the strategy. Dividing the 300 men, Judges, 6, Judges 7, Sorry, verse 6. Judges 7, verse 6. Dividing the 300 men into three companies. That's 100 each for mathematicians. He placed trumpets. Okay. A trumpet and an empty jar into their hands of all of them. And they've got torches inside. Okay, so you're a soldier. One of the 300, you've got a trumpet and a torch in a jar. Watch me, says Gideon, verse 17. And he told them, follow my lead. When I get to the edge of the camp, do exactly as I do. Okay, guys. Now, if I'm one of those 300, I'm wanting to say, hey, Gideon, trumpet, jar. What about the sword? <laughs> I feel like, I mean, who's ever won a victory by blowing a trumpet? Look, can't you see how many there are, Gideon? Do as I say, he says, follow my lead. When I get to the edge of the camp, do exactly as I do. When I and all who are with me blow our trumpets, then from all around the camp, blow yours and shout, for the Lord and for Gideon. Are you sure, Gideon? I mean, I'm... is this going to work? Jar, trumpet... Trumpet jar. Okay. Remember, weakness doesn't stop God in his authority. The victory comes not because, okay, now we're muscly, now we've got the tanks, the guns, now we've got the stuff. Victory comes because God speaks and says, I will deliver. Our victory comes not by getting muscled up, not by getting it together, but because God speaks and says, I will, I will. Gideon and the hundred men with him 
reached the edge of the camp. Are you right, Leslie? Are you watching? So obviously something better on YouTube or something. Oh, okay. Was I reading the wrong version? <laughs> Gideon and the hundred men reached the edge of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch. Okay, they've just changed the guard. It's middle of the night. Then they blew their trumpets and they broke the jars that were in their hands. The three companies blew trumpets, smashed jars, grasping the torches in their left hand. Left hand, that's right, Adrian. Left hand, and holding in their right hand the trumpets they were to blow. They shouted, a sword, a sword for the Lord and for Gideon. While each man held his position round the camp, all the Midianites ran, crying out as they fled. You can read the battle of the story in Judges 7. I mean, how awesome is that? How amazing is that? A trumpet and a jar and 300 men defeat the Midianite army of thousands. And no one's got a blister or a cut finger in sight. They shouted. What did they shout? They shouted, a sword for the Lord and for Gideon. A sword for the Lord. What they're doing, they're reminding themselves, our victory comes from Remember the vision of the Lord, the robed one, the sash, the fire. For the Lord, our victory is in the Lord and for Gideon. All for one and one for all. You know, this season, we can stand and know that He reigns. He reigns. He reigns. And so I want to invite you this morning. We have a decision to make. Jesus challenged me on this a little bit before Christmas. Because it's quite possible to live your life, if you like, this side, where I'm, I'm very confident and listed all my weaknesses. And actually I can quite enjoy them and I can live in them. Or I can decide, right, I can live with my mind concentrated on him. Because I realise there's always something this side. If I work with this weakness, oh, there's another one. And if I concentrate on breaking, oh, there's something else that comes. Oh, there's another root that needs digging. There's always something here. I realise I'm never going to get out of this if I keep concentrating on these things. But if I fix my mind and choose, I'm going to live mindful of this. Lord, you'll have to deal with those, but I'm going to live mindful of it. Okay. I think Jesus is inviting us to live with the eyes and mind of his victory and not our weakness. Because, friends, there's always going to be our weakness. Gideon could have kept on going. He could have kept on listing all the things that were wrong and all the reasons why he couldn't. And all his men would have agreed and said, this is not a good idea. But he trusted in the one who speaks. So I want to invite this morning... Say, Lord, I repent of living this side where I concentrate on my weakness and my failures. I'm going to leave them before you and I'm going to stand mindful of the one who reigns. And something happens in our hearts when that process goes through. The Holy Spirit comes into us and he says, I am with you. He was with us here. 
but we're so mindful of the mud and the muck that we can't see him. The cross transforms our muck and says, here's the doorway to his authority. You know, you and I will always have weakness, but he will always have more strength. Amen? He will always have... That doesn't sound a very convincing amen. Uh, uh, Wait a minute, Vivian. You and I will always have weakness, but he will always have more strength. Okay? You're getting the idea. He will always have more strength than you and I. Whatever weaknesses we can rack up, he will always say, I can trump that. Trust in me. So friends, it's time we think, I want to remove the power of these things to rob me of standing in this. We need to lift our eyes, gaze on him, say, Holy Spirit, come on us. Remember, authority comes not when we get rid of our weakness. That happens as we enter eternity. But when we acknowledge it, authority comes when we acknowledge our weakness. Lord, come. Come. Come into my weakness. Jesus on the cross enters your and my weakness. And he says, I will transform you. We just receive. We don't need to go to the gym. We don't need to muscle up, take vitamins and all the stuff. Do you know you can even boast in our weakness? We can even boast in it. I am weak, says Paul. I am weak, says Adrian. I struggle with this, says Gareth. That's your moment now, Gareth. What was it you were going to. Because when I am weak, Scripture says, He is strong. Okay? When I am weak, He is strong. So friends, we say, it's great that I'm weak, because Lord, you can be strong. Okay, Lord, that's okay then. It's okay to be weak. Lord, you be strong. It wasn't that Gideon, you need to do the stuff. You need to go to, you know, do all the training. You need to man up. No, it was, Gideon, trust in me, I'm with you. Remember the scene. Like Gideon, we're weak. But we can delight in his power and his strength and his authority. You know, our salvation comes as we declare. Our salvation of entering before God and saying, Holy God, I am weak. I have messed up. I cannot do this thing of loving you, of putting you first. I can't do it. Would you come into me and transform my life? Maybe you've never done that. He said, Lord, I've tried, I've, I've looked, I've read books, I've followed, explored different religions. I just cannot seem to change what's in here. I'm still the same mess. And, uh, Lord, would you come? So if you're here today and you're looking for the way through, have you, have you tried Jesus? You might have tried many other things. Have you tried Jesus? Jesus, come in and would you sort my mess? You don't need to sort it. You say, Jesus, would you come? For those of us that have been following, but we find ourselves, we keep going here. We say, Lord, I repent. I turn my back on concentrating on my stuff. I want to look at your stuff. There's always an enemy who will remind you. I was going to say, or your wife, or, or somebody who would remind you of some of those things. There's always someone 
other family members um, also. There's always something to remind you, but no, Lord, I remind myself of who you are. And John gives us a revelation. Ezekiel gives us a revelation. Daniel 10 gives us a revelation of this God who is seated, whose voice is like a mighty river. So the season for us is to follow the one who speaks and says, like Gideon, follow me. I'm hoping we're going to have a bit of time for ministry, Gareth. Don't put the kettle on. (laughs) It might go cold. So I want to encourage you, as you go to work this week and you're back into the, the stream of life, Jesus says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Now go. So as you go to your school or to the hospital there or wherever it is you work, as you go in your family, the thing to ask is, Lord, what's your strategy for me here? The authority is not in question. You've been given it. But Lord, okay, how do I live out this authority in my family? Gideon was given a strategy. As far as I know, it's not been repeated um, ever since jars, trumpets, surrounding. What's God's strategy for you in your workplace? What's God's strategy for us? That's why we're going to have a week of prayer in a, a few weeks' time. So Dave and I are not coming up with some clever strategy. This is what we need to do as Open Door to reach the town. We say, no, Holy Spirit, would you show us? Will you show us? You show us, how do we live out your strategy in my street, in my town, for making you known? Starts by receiving his authority. It flows out by following his strategy. Gideon said, do as I say, follow me. Someone else said that, didn't they? Jesus Christ, the Son of God, says, follow me. We're wanting a fruitful year. We want a fruitful year, don't we? As open doors to see God's kingdom come, towns to be reached, nations to be touched. It happens as we follow him, living in, our, in his authority. Amen. Go on there, Vivian. Amen. Oh, okay, that's good. It's good to have you here. Say hello to Vivian if you've not met her before. So we want to pray. I want to pray. And this is where I might need Dave or anyone else to come and eventually help us administrate. I want to pray for a release, a fresh release of authority in our lives. But that authority doesn't come from me, it comes from him. So Lord, I pray that you would release your authority upon us because you're here. And we're gathered in your name. Just invite you. Let's stand. Come with me over the next ten minutes. Let's see where we go. Lord, help me. (laughs) Help us. See, following Jesus isn't finding a rule book. It's leaning into him and listening. Maybe Tim, do you want to be around just for, as we do a, a bit of singing, feels like a good thing.
could do. I want to pray, Lord, that you would release your authority upon us. First of all, that you would break restrictions. I feel like God would come with his sword. It's like some of us are running a three-legged race. We're hobbled. We're hobbled because we're dragging around all these things that we think, I need to get sorted. I can't get sorted. I'm trying to get sorted. Oh, there's another one to get sorted. We're running, trying to carry those. And Jesus comes and says, let me cut. Why don't you lift your eyes and look at me? So I just invite you to do that. Where there's a list of one, of ten, of many things, we say, Lord, I, I turn my eyes I surrender to you. I can't sort my stuff with you. Well, that's appropriate, just do that. And we think, Lord, I'm trying. Actually, it's not about trying, friends. Lord, would you sort it? I want to follow you in sorting. Lord, I cut in your name Lord, where we are tied to accusations of others. Lord, I cut in your name, Lord, a sword for the Lord, where we are tied by accusations of others. Maybe in authority, teachers, parents, church leaders, where people have said things and it ties us. I cut those in your name. False accusations that we think I'm forever trying to escape from. Lord, I ask you come in.